guy. The winners, the people, the places, and everything that makes country racing great. This is Bushbeat on Radio Tab. 400 left to go now, and still the leader in front is Vermutin. Well, heads up for home now. Mighty Moose and Estelle Girls had this glorious run on the inside. Now pops away from the fence, and here's the grey Smoky Diamond. Rather Salubrious is following Estelle Girl through. Estelle Girl hit the lead. Rather Salubrious given a skew, and the grey Smoky Diamond on the outside. Estelle Girl, Rather Salubrious lifting through in the set. Estelle Girl, Rather Salubrious. Oh, ahead, Bobber. Ahead, Bobber. Estelle Girl, Rather Salubrious. I think Estelle girl but I've been wrong before leave it to the judge in the Yes it was close and it was rather salubrious getting the money there for trainer David Reynolds and jockey Wendy Peel I want to give credit to Wendy as well she's going everywhere at the moment her stats this season are very impressive she's had 65 rides this season since the 1st of August for 8 winners and 22 placings, whereas last year from 264 rides, she rode 25 winners. So she's well and truly going to surpass that this particular season. Let's say good morning to Rob Luck. How are you, Rob? Yeah, good morning, Steve. And uh, yeah, your comments about Wendy spot on and her association with the go-to park stable of David Reynolds going extremely well. And Steve, rather salubrious, of course, was the uh, Battle of the Bush winner, the final and Estelle Girl was in that uh, final as well, so it was a good, strong form race and great call again from Brett Moody for the uh, t- Tab Dolby Cup as part of those provincial tab meetings on the weekend. So uh, Dave Reynolds done a great job with this highly recommended mare, and uh, it was having a third run since the Battle of the Bush final, but uh, it uh, takes the Dolby Cup, and it was uh, part of a double for David on the uh, day. He had another winner as well. I've just got to find it also with Wendy, with Gaius Julius in the... Uh, Ratings band 0 to 58. So going extremely well. But the day didn't just belong to those because Matt Crop and Gary Gearin combined with a treble and Matt actually had a, had four winners on the day. Matt and Gary combined with Sir Bully. They also had winners with Foyak Fearcast. And that's the time-honoured Ergon Plough-In Cup, the maiden plate over the 1,400. That Fiorenti taking that race. Then they combined with the minivan. And then Matt combined with Isabella Rabjohns with Wait a Minute. And it was Chelsea Jockey who also had the double on the day. One as, well, a double as a rider and one as a trainer. Uh, as a rider, she combined with Andrew Donnelly with Special Case. And the other winner she trained and rode uh, came with uh, My Zabrinka. So it was, Steve, one of the two tab provincial uh, meetings on the weekend. The other at Mackay saw the uh, basically the North Queensland Classic taken out by Jeff Roy for Dale White and Talia Fenlon. And uh, Jeff Roy had backed up from a um, run at uh, Yapoon on the Tuesday. And, of course, Les Tilly, a double there as well. We like to give honours for those people getting doubles. Lady Cecilia and Kay Day. Uh, Adrian Coombe trained uh, that particular winner. And Timmy Cook, a double with Brad and August Wynn. And uh, at the Townsville meeting on the Thursday, Wanderson de Villa, a double within his time. And also Norwegian Wood. But... That name, Talia Fenland, Steve, mm. um, comes up in those results. And, of course, on the weekend, we had the Tab Queensland Thoroughbred Award winners. And Talia uh, was in a tie for the Racing Queensland Student of the Year with Jam- uh, Jasmine Cornish. But look at the results that have come out of this. You're talking about 
jockeys like Wendy Peel going far and wide. Look at the country results and the recognition that are being given. The Country Apprentice of the Year and the Queensland Jockeys Association Premiership jockey, Alicia Ross, who, of course, was based with Todd Austin, now with Clinton Taylor in Rockhampton, had a marvellous season, Alicia. Todd also took the Country Premiership Horse of the Year with Sicilating, the ill-fated galloper that was undefeated in nine starts out here before they, uh, they lost that galloper. And Tanya Parry, with huge number in her team and travelling everywhere, country premiership trainer. But I thought the accolade of the evening, from a country point of view, the Queensland Hall of Fame inductees for the associate was the Ballard family, Dan, Keith yeah. and Denise. And I'm sure there's been so much social media it recognition. It's just saying how well Dan spoke on the evening. Dan speaks brilliantly wherever he goes they are true ambassadors and this is what i I think i love that just true ambassadors of the sport they love and the sport that's given them so much and of course we know dan's record of uh premiership apprentice and brisbane through to the country a premiership jockey in the country many years great strike rate keith still riding i think at 67 if i've got that right keith about 1600 winners denise ballard a forerunner for lady female jockeys in the early days and a tremendous trainer in the northwest they just do so much for the racing in that northwest and across the board they are true ambassadors and uh look yeah dan uh, speaks brilliantly wherever he goes and I, I, you couldn't be prouder from a country point of view congratulations to them and and i think it's also a feature just look how far we have come in recent years that the associate for a queensland hall of fame inductee goes to a country recognition with this family uh five or six years ago there was so much negativity we're so positive about what's going on now in country racing i think this is just another good example with that recognition coming through on uh saturday night steve Mm, absolutely just with that horse too going back to the the cup winner rather salubrious he just typifies country racing in queensland Uh, i was just having a look at the tracks uh where this horse is is one it's past four starts i mean four starts ago i think it was monto which is a sort of a Ken Russell country, isn't it, there in yep. in country Queensland. And then there were a couple of other subsequent uh, country venues leading into the, the, the win at Dolby on the weekend. I'm just trying to grab the form back up for me, but it's not coming up in the screen in front of me. But, yeah, I see it won at Monto earlier this year. And Gundawindi oh, as well. It definitely is a uh, a talented mare. And uh, that she- Battle of the Bush final where it uh, got the better... In the last uh, 50 metres of Balenti, uh, was typical of the the toughness of this particular horse. It's one at Gundawindi, for example, on grass tracks. Um, it it it's had a couple of unplaced runs since the Battle of the Bush final, but David's done a uh, particularly good job with this particular galloper, uh, and as you said, Monto Chinchilla, and and actually it has a bit of an interesting um, head-to-head with Estal Girl, I just noticed that Chinchilla Estal Girl finished uh, second to it, and a John Dowie Estal Girl beat home, uh, rather salubrious, and look at that a nose between them on the weekend, great country racing uh, there, and of course it was just one of the cups, Steve, that we um, that we saw, didn't we on the weekend, of course the Atherton Cup up in the far north uh, featured a win by an interesting galloper that I'll be talking to Peter Rowe about shortly, but uh, we firstly listen to the win of uh, Gaelic in the Atherton Cup. Absolutely. 600 metre Marcos turn the race is on in earnest now. Volpe's still in front. Kingsbridge is looming up now, starting to creep into it. Gaelic is also coming into it. Barella's being hard ridden. They were followed then. As they come into the straight by City Smart, Victory Dancer starting to thread a passage through the back. Halfway down the straight, Kingsbridge took the lead. It's Kingsbridge now. Gallic has raced up on the outside. Gallic grabbed the lead and raced away in 
Super Cup. Gallic's halfway down the straight here. City Spurt is out after Montreal Gallic. And Gallic is a local win. And Gallic beats City Spurt to Barella. Then came a back behind them victory dance. And yes, Gallic starting at about $6 for Janelle Ryan, the trainer, and Wanderson de Villa. Robin, I think when we hear that name, we think of Lloyd Williams, very good stayer, but different spelling some years ago called Gaelic. Yeah, definitely. And, and look at Wanderson de Villa coming off that double I mentioned uh, previously, a double on the day with the bookending the program as we welcome Peter Rowe back to Bushbeat. Good morning to you, Peter. And I've got a quick question to ask firstly about Gaelic. This horse is a class one horse and it's taken the Open 2000 Atherton Cup on the weekend. This is a big performance for Janelle Ryan getting this galloper up in the uh, in the final. Was it one you saw coming or is it just the fact that the staying distance has helped this sort of horse because you don't see it too often, open horses getting beaten by class one gallopers? Yeah, morning Rob, morning Steve. Um, no, it was a pleasant surprise for a lot of people, although I think the stable were very confident um, from all reports, it's run in cans over the 1500 was super and was luckless. So, um, in, with all due respect, I don't think it was one of the strongest Atherton Cups we've seen in the last couple of years, but um, you've got to be in it to win it. And, it. and as you said, a class one horse took out the, the feature, which was good to see. Yeah, with that strong win over City Smart and uh, Barella and winning by 2.75, there might be some more cups I'll be targeting uh, down the track. It's not easy to go up against those open-grade horses, but congratulations, Janelle. As I mentioned, uh, Peter Wanderson, he's riding in good form as always, but he bookended the program and kicked it off with the maiden plate winner as well. Yeah, he is riding well. Um, Janelle and Ronnie Ryan horses always go super up the Atherton Tablelands and, and Janelle and Ronald were both there on the weekend to see and um, some pretty big owners of that horse too, I suppose. When you have a look at the, the colours, you see them all around Australia and especially in New South Wales and Victoria. I think Peter Moody train, trains quite a few for them. So um, that was good. But as you said, yeah, Wanderson kicked off the day with Miller Miss, first up to the Mark Dale stable. Um, it was a, a really fast run maiden. Um, they ran faster times in the maiden than they did the Class B. And 56.7, regardless of where you race, is and is very good time for a 1,000-metre um, sprint. And um, Miller Miss was too good for Arawello, and Pamela was third. Yeah, to Mark Dale, I've got a feeling in one of those Cairns uh, Amateur Cup days, he had a first start and got up for a win on the first race. The program team's going pretty well as well. Yeah, you're right. He knocked me off. <laughs> I had Chateau oh, Royale. Didn't mean to bring Avate. it up, Pete. <laughs> Avatar was his first starter, a divine profit um, gelding, and it was it was too good that day. And Mark's only got a small team in work. I think he's got five or six there at the moment, but does a fantastic job, and it's got some, some handy horses in his stable, that's for sure. Now, for our listeners, I know there was a horse in the first that you had, and uh, a very special horse to you, a splash of paint uh, back from the spell. And uh, not an easy track to be running on, I don't believe, Atherton, but you'd be pleased by its first up performance. And just tell us, tell our listeners again the basic story behind Splash of Paint. Yeah, she's she's my paint filly. Although if you look at Studbook, I think she's registered as a bay filly, but she's far from it. She's as paint as they come. And I was really happy with her, Rob. She um, doesn't handle the Atherton track, but I had to start somewhere. I was kicking myself, actually. I had her nominated for Townsville on Friday and decided to go to, to Atherton and she did everything right. She didn't handle the track and I, and I think she'll improve back on a bigger track. So she'll be off the Townsville again on I think it's the 14th of October. So um, she's great for racing. A little bit of, like I suppose, something different to get out of bed to is you don't, don't see a paint thoroughbred racing very often. And, you know, we've got that Navajo down south and I think he's in Victoria now, Cookies and Cream. She's a coloured horse in um, Brisbane and 
you come all the way up to the far north and here's a little splash of paint. And uh, I've had I've had slower horses, let's put it that way. I think she's definitely got potential to win a race. And um, you know, some people think you're crazy for trying something different, but when you're waking up at 3:30 every morning, it's it's good to have a reason to get out of bed. And she's definitely most she's my reason. I I love it a bit. And if she can crack a win on the track or even run in the top three in Townsville, that'll be mission accomplished. Hopefully, just around the corner, Pete. But you mentioned Star Philly, and your and, and it goes to an omen, if you like, that if you're on the day in the Class B, it got up. Star Philly, Shalee de Villiers, and uh, Stephen Wilson, of course, kicking that star witness mare home at pretty decent odds, I thought, for the first run for the stable. Yeah, she's a uh, filly with any amount of ability, but she's got a mind of her own. Um, she was with Adrian Coombe and then went to Rodney Miller for a couple of runs, but she's a very hot filly, so. I think the laid-back atmosphere of Charlie Stables in Atherton rather than being hectic at McCann's track has definitely suited her. Um, it, it was a, another one where they went ridiculous speed and front of Slater, Boo One, they ran at a hectic speed and Starfully and Small Reward had the drop on them. And um, I think Starfully being trained on course and having a spin around there a couple of times during the week obviously helped it. It railed like a greyhound and um, it was too good. Beat Philly Slater and Boo One. Stewie Hill is new to the training ranks up here and it's had three starts for three placings, so I don't think his first win's far away either. Yeah, good to hear some new names coming through those ranks. And then, of course, uh, Athel Ryan and Amanda Thompson. Is it Makapenko? I've got that right. This Archipenko has won three of its last four in really good form but took out the band 0-60 uh, to 60 handicap. Yeah, that's, um, to me, that was a ride of the day. Um, Amanda let it settle wherever it was comfortable. It was worse than midfield. Weaved their way through up well, one or two off the fence and, and it got there. It's got any amount of ability as well, Mastabenko. It's just not the easiest horse to ride race day. It um, started short price favourite at its first start in the north at Townsville. Took charge of Massa Arbo on the way to the gates and did three laps. I think it was flat stick around Townsville, so it was a weight scratching. Um, it goes with the lead pony now and they've got a, a short hold on it, that's for sure, because it can still play up and... Um, Apple's got a big opinion of it and I think it'll it'll go on to win quite a few races um, what amazed me was Wittrick he's, for, oh, he's back to the 1200 I think his last start was the 1900 he's a known middle distance horse and Janelle Ryan's got him firing um, I think it's off to the Gordon Bell Cup now which it'll be more than competitive in but she just wanted to give it a hit out and picked up I think $4,500 for, for a barrier trial which was fantastic for it it, it um, runs second with Rachel Shred and Vienna Cruz, it was luckless. It was three and four deep the trip from the awkward barrier and it only went down by 0.3 of a length. So I think the top three, even the top four, set the sizzles slowly starting to get back to form for Freddie Wheel. And so I think there's a, a plenty of wins in store for the top four in that race. Yeah, and the uh, Headley Colours you mentioned on Vienna Cruz came to the fore in the following race, the Central Tire Service Open Handicap, when uh, Dream I Can, now this one's always had plenty of ability and a decent record at the track for Fred Whelan and uh, Scott Sheargold uh, take and another close finish over Space Time and Helmers. Yeah, Dream I Can, it does a lot wrong in its races. It can just take charge of its riders. And it did that its last couple, and especially at Cairns at the amateurs, it took charge of Shane Pawsey, which... If a horse can do that, you know it's got to be strong because Shane's a very, very accomplished rider. And um, Scotty Sheargold rode it on the weekend and it just jumped. It locked onto the bit and it worked in its favour this time because there wasn't a, a hell of a lot of speed in the race and it was able to, to hang on. Uh, space time, it's good to see him back in form. He got beaten 0.1 of a length carrying 63 kilos, so that's a fair effort. And then Helm has, um, 
He's been a little bit disappointing, I suppose, Helmers. He's always promised a lot, and he just kind of hasn't gone on with it at Open Company. But I think after a bit of a freshen up, there'll be a, a race or two in store for him here on for third. Now, I know Dad's been beating you home a couple of times, Pete, but you would have been really wrapped, I reckon, with the win in the benchmark 50 with Craigley Simo. Look at the, the wins and two wins and two placings with four runs in the stable, and it was first up since April. Know the background of this. Dan Fletcher at Telemon Stud had the original mare, Dim Sim, and uh, then sent it to Craigley and Stan put it to Royal Harlequin, and Craigley Simo's been the result. I reckon Dad would be pretty wrapped in this run, uh, basically uh, first up since April. Yeah, he's a he's a very handy horse, Ultimo. Um, I, I suppose a big thanks to Stan and, and Crystal and Marilyn Johnson. He he kind of met his match down there, and they said he needed a change of scenery, so um, we purchased him, and he's he's been fantastic for the team. He's had four runs, as you said, for two wins, and probably unlucky not to win his other two races. He he was luckless in those. Um, a great patient ride by Kristen. You know, as you said, first up over the 1,400 is never an easy task and we just told her to ride him wherever it was happy and we took every metre of the acid and straight to get home but he got there right on the post and 58 and a half first up was, it was a good win. Uh, let's Conquer, he's another one that's come up to the north and his first couple of runs for Steve Wilson, you thought he was going to be something special and it was good to see him get back to a bit of form and uh, figured. I know he's a very frustrating horse for the Telemi team, but he always seems to go well at Atherton. So I think Roy wish he'd race at Atherton more often, but um, he, he was there for third and then there was a bit of a gap back to the fourth. So a great six-event program to feature the Atherton Cup with that win of uh, Gaelic there at Atherton. And of course, Peter, uh, this weekend you've got that time on a duel a meeting at Ewan on Friday, Saturday, and for the first time, TAB meeting for Ewan. Isn't it great to see these growing? And on the Friday with the Ewan Cup as one of the opening legs of the Country Cups Challenge along with Taroom and Longreach and uh, Mount Isa. Of course, the Country Stampede is kicking off as well um, on the weekend at uh, Gladstone and Mount Isa. But you'd be pretty excited looking forward to this uh, Ewan meeting and particularly that uh, Country Cups Challenge race where I see there's 14 nominated for that particular event. Yeah, it is. Ewan's a fantastic meeting. I've been going out there probably the last five years and um, it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger and it's great to see some TAB coverage out there Friday. Um, I've seen some photos of the track. It looks immaculate. There's green grass everywhere. Um, I really hope it's a successful day for, for you and then, or a successful weekend and I'm um, hoping everything goes to plan for them and, and it gets some good coverage on Sky Racing and it's a quality quality cup I suppose I if it, depending on barrier draws I'm going to lean towards Zoo Villa from the Joey Hassett stable it's racing in exceptionally good form and I think up to the 1750 on a, on a track like you and it'll be very very competitive or very hard to beat and I'm looking forward to it. I've only got two runners for the weekend and I think Dad's taken five out, so it should be a good weekend. Yeah, it's going to be an interesting cup and I noticed Bernie's Tiger, a winner at uh, Townsville over this sort of journey and you and I think is one of those uh, tracks can be a, a track where some horses handle, but if, if it's got that coverage of grass, you're saying it, it, it'll play pretty well, I think. And Pete, I think people are going to be amazed when they see the coverage that comes through from Ewan. Um, just the extent and uh, the way the racing takes place there, it's something really to look forward to in country Queensland. Yeah, most definitely. And it's only just over an hour from Townsville, so you're going to get quality fields. Um, the prize money is fantastic. Well, I'm heading out to the, the Maiden on Friday with a, a cutest filly called War Singer by Warhead. And um, she's a very, very good chance. And when do you ever go to the bush, Robin? And possibly you're chasing 22,500 if you can win it. So 
that's unheard of in the bush, and that's what we're racing for on a Friday. And if you've got a cutest filly, so it's fantastic. Yeah, and Peter, Bernie's Tiger was mentioned, of course. Richie Stevenson trained Bernie's for the majority of his career, and I heard on the weekend that he's retiring from training. What a lovely fellow, though, Richie Stevenson up on the downs. Yeah, I've, I've never actually met Richie, but I've heard a lot about him, and obviously John is a close friend of Richie's and gets quite a few horses off him. So uh, for sentimental reasons, I suppose, I hope it, hope it goes good for him on the weekend. And who would have thought he'd, he'd be getting to watch yep. his horse race at Ewan at a tab meeting? So, no, it'll be, it'll be good. If that's, a, yeah. if that's the outcome. He had a terrific speech two years ago called Azaland. Uh, broke a track record, won a heap of races, Rob. Yeah, a lot of speed there. And, uh, Pete, good luck to you at you on the weekend. I'm sure you'll be keen to come back. I, I won't ask how the head will be after the uh, dual day at uh, Ewan on Friday, Saturday, but hopefully you can come back uh, on next Tuesday and give us a bit uh, a wrap-up of that dual meeting for us. Yeah, most definitely. Hopefully i come back with some good results and... I'll tell you what, if any more seconds, then I'll be a minute, Rob, so I'm, I'm keen to get a winner out there, that's for sure. Just around the corner, Peter. Peter Rowe, thank you very much for being with us this morning. Yeah, Peter Rowe. Rob, just a question without notice. Fab's Cowboy, are we going to see him again soon, somewhere in country Queensland? Haven't haven't been able to track that information down, but our next guest may be able to help us out with that uh, very shortly. But, yeah, no, he's still... Uh, well, I, I haven't heard that there's any drama with Fab's Cowboy. I think it's a matter of picking the right races um, with him. But uh, the Springshaw Cup, and Andrew Watts might have some more uh, information close to the ground with that one. Uh, he knows that team very well. And, of course, uh, Rinviata was a big winner at Springshore. And what's he's going to tell us the features about Springshore and the way they were racing all wide on the track as we listen to this win of Rinviata in the Springshore Cup from the weekend. Louis the Legend at Arcade, they speed four away from Take a Shine. They'll start moving off the fence shortly with 500 metres to go. Then Heroism, who's passed by Dixie Preacher, who runs into it, Rit Viata, and forget about the rest as they do come to the outside fence with 400 metres to go. And Louis the Legend's on top of Arcade. Now Take a Shine going back on the inside as right down the outside, here comes Rit Viata. Where to look? It's Louis the Legend and Arcade. And in the inside there, Take a Shine and Heroism. It's Louis the Legend in front, but Take a Shine's joined it on the inside. Take a Shine shot clear at the 100. Trying hard's Rick Viata, who's jumping out of the ground. It's Take a Shine and Rick Viata. They drive Rick Viata. Rick Viata pinned on the inside. Take a Shine right on the line to make it a Roma Quinella. Then heroism for third with Louis the Legend. Yeah, favourite punters were cheering. Did start the favourite, even though it was an open race. $4.40 there, Rin Viata. Rob for Wayne Baker and Olivia Kendall. Yeah, and uh, welcoming Andrew uh, Watts to Bushbeat this morning. Watts, of course, the coverage of country racing occurring through On The Bit Racing Australia, and that's all up on the Racing Queensland website, all the replays. And when you watch them at Springshaw, every race they were coming all down the outside. There's something unique about this track that you might be able to explain to the listeners this morning. Good morning, yeah, good morning Rob, and good uh, morning, Steve. Yeah, it was, it was a funny old day there at uh, Springshaw. As the day progressed, uh, the wider and wider they got. And I was sort of tuned into that uh, by permanent race caller Scott Powell, that that might be the pattern of racing throughout the day. Uh, it was really, really, probably more so it was more of a bog on the inside as opposed to um, there being a fast lane out wide. But they certainly found that um, as the day went on. 
and uh, robbed that win from Ridbiata. I, I know uh, Wayne Baker was at the bottom of my stand saying, Longreach, here we come. And uh, the horse is in uh, the Longreach Cup nominations for Saturday. It was a good win, um, as a lot of these horses did do. They did settle back in the field and use that um, swing around the home turn. The, the, the home turn sort of swings from 600 out before they come into the 400 metre straight, uh, giving the horses that chance to sort of start coursing wide. Take a shine, looked home at the 100, but uh, it was the uh, Rinviata uh, late lunge that got the cash. Uh, Olivia Kendall, that was the second leg of her winning double, uh, defeated Take a Shine for Craig Smith and John Rudd. And Heroism at start 100, uh, running another placing. And Heroism, Rob, has been a fantastic horse for so many seasons for Boy Foster. And uh, it's great to see all horses uh, get, get to that 100 start mark. We don't see it very often. No, you don't. And uh, Rin Viata, Wayne Baker's got it in good form with the uh, seven runs since joining the stable. Two wins, four placings, and he adds that dimension, as you said, to the Longreach Cup with weights coming out for that many. We'll talk about that uh, very shortly. Olivia Kendall, uh, you mentioned getting the double. Not so good earlier in the day in the sense of getting the wins. I mean, she came back uh, with a vengeance in races four and five. Um, but uh, she must enjoy that Springshore track uh, after getting the, the cup and as well shining blue for Stacey Maskin in the 0 to 55, uh, 50 handicap. After race three, uh, Olivia said, I don't know if I'll be coming back here in a hurry because uh, she tried every which way possible, uh, tried the heart up against the fence in race three and prior to that just didn't quite find the right area to be on. But she certainly did with shining blue. And uh, I said in the post-race interview, often we hear of horses railing like a greyhound. Well, this was railing on the outside fence. She uh, came right under the arches and pulled away for a very impressive win after settling well back in the field. As you said, Stacey Meskin, the winning trainer there. Huss and Shout, the old boy for the McGovern's, ran a gallant race in second, beaten two and a quarter. And then there was some seven lengths back to Brave, Great Brave and Buddy Ollie, who really uh, were the best of the rest with massive margins uh, in that race. But Shining Blue, that was first leg of Olivia's winning double all the way back to race one and uh, if you're looking at the results on Riser and you see a 100 to 1 shot well you, you are seeing correctly Massey Whisper for Cheryl Rogers and Damien Boutte uh, won race one Damien's first winner in Australia he's been here a couple of years uh, he's been coming out to the Central West and the South West uh, the past couple of months so great to see Damien get a win there on Massey Whisper another one who sort of came just to the middle of the track found the good going uh, beat Rose there for Glenda Bell and Martin Haley a length and a quarter and a further three lengths back to more than charge Andrew, for Trevor Williams. Just while I've got you, I just my ears pricked up then. You said a hundred to one. You don't surely bookmakers wouldn't put a hundreds up at some of these country <laughs> meetings, would they? This is what well, the sources Steve, for must have been woeful. It was pretty ordinary. <laughs> I can guarantee you uh, when I checked my markets, all bookies were betting a uh, hundred to Fair one. And, uh, you're spot mm. on. You don't see it very often in the bush. Yeah, I see Anywhere, it got beaten actually. at Bondi, Gimpy, uh, was it Tallwood, Dingo? Yeah. Gee, yeah, one it's maiden at Longreach, six starts back. Uh, what's he? So that form's held up, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I said to um, Vince Aspinall after race one, I, I joked about a horse in the next race being a hundred to one. He said, I don't think you'll see a hundred for the rest of the day. So uh, they they got it. There was a couple of each way bets on on Massey Whisper. So uh, oh, you don't begrudge anyone back in a hundred to one shot. Oh, that's for sure. Come on, Vince, stop telling porkies. No one would have backed it. <laughs> 
<laughs> race two. Race two was a benchmark 60 again over the 1,000 metres. A good win from last Armageddon coming off that Barky Tab meeting a couple of weeks ago. Uh, finished strongly over the top of early pace that are difficult, who finished in third. But the eye-catcher for the race was Tang Dynasty, Glenda Bell and Tash Chambers. Did get beaten three and a half into second, but come from a long, long way off them. Uh, certainly the black booker from the meeting, but uh, all honours there with last Armageddon in race two. And wrapping things up, uh, for the Springshaw meeting. She's our empress, a newcomer to the Jenny Bell stable. Uh, daughter Emma with the ride there. Well-timed run. Uh, defeated Roses for Ollie for Wayne Baker and Shane McGovern. And our team of school, unfortunately, um, suffered an injury in the run. Uh, finished in third spot for Glenda Bell and Martin Haley. But it was a family affair for She's Our Empress. Uh, not only a couple of first-time winners, but also Jenny Bell and uh, Emma's partner, Alex Hogarth, in the um, ownership there. So good to see She's Our Empress. Uh, formerly with Ricky Vale taking the cutest money there in race three, Rob. Yeah, good to see Alex being a part owner, seeing he's often driving Emma around with the races and, of course, those margins, as you said, with the track the situation. You can see that happening. Now, before you put on your President's Cup for Longreach Jockey Club, where you've got uh, a great meeting coming up this weekend, could you answer Steve's question? Do you have any information about Fab's Cowboy and where he might be going, What's he? I actually uh, just sent Paul Curran a message um, while you were talking there on the intro. I haven't, re- uh, haven't heard as yet, but um, I, I, I did speak to Paul a couple of weeks ago and they weren't too sure, but I'd imagine they'll be trying to pick out a stampede uh, heat or a cup heat at plate conditions. Obviously, um, being an older horse now, he's not very, very, very well versed at handicap conditions, so uh, I'll pass on that information as soon as I get it. Fantastic. And now put your president's cap hat on. Got a great meeting coming up. You've got it well and truly organised, all in control, and you'd be very happy with the uh, nominations that have come through, the 77. Uh, And, of course, this is the opening heats of the Country Cups Challenge, as I mentioned before, (laughs) along with Ewan Taroom and uh, Mount Isa with their Spring Cup. Uh, So... What are your thoughts so far? What's he, uh, you're obviously happy with what's happening. Just give our listeners an idea of uh, what you're expecting to see on Saturday crowd-wise and who's in uh, attends- attendance. Yeah, look, uh, Rob, uh, um, as you know, there's a lot that goes into to these meetings and I've got to thank um, our extensive committee. We've got probably about 15 or so people that all have a little job and uh, makes all our, our jobs a lot easier. And we've got some great staff out here, obviously headed by uh, Mort, Helen Morton in the Secretary's office. Um, look, I think if we get a 1,000, it'll be a great result. We've got an alliance playing uh, courtesy of Danny Sheehan coming out of Brisbane. Um, now, it should be a fantastic day. As far as noms are concerned, I, I think it's probably a little bit down on previous years. Uh, Billy Johnson usually um, comes to this meeting, but he's going to Twin Hills and a couple of other trainers heading that way. I, I suppose until acceptance has come out, we won't know jockey numbers, but I'm assuming we'll get nine or, nine or ten, which will be fantastic. Um, first race at 1.37, uh, last race at 5.30, which is fantastic as well for uh, those later races. We'll get the exposure of Sky One, so we should expect some good turnover there. And as far as the Cup's concerned, Rob, oh, it's, it's a tricky race. I'd, I'd like uh, Rinviata's form coming in, that was a really dominant win going to 1600 but you've got so many different form lines here, Boingo up to the mile, there's no doubt she's uh, the benchmark of all horses out here in the west, whether or not she gets the mile, uh, that remains to be seen High Harry uh, on the comeback trail after an injury in force layoff uh, probably the quality galloper in this field and uh, Matt Cropp's bringing Mr Tickets out who's been a finalist in the Country Cup before 
Uh, Matty Gray's taking the ride there. I know they're, they're pretty keen. And then we've got the up-and-comer, that song for Todd Austin and Gary Peoples. So there's so many different ways you can look at this race. And, um, yeah, you couldn't hold me to one at this stage. No, too early with weights to come out and maybe an extended nom yet to uh, appear there. But uh, good sprint horses, sprint mile horses with Boingo and Burden. And Mr. Ticket's a third in a country cup. So he brings in some good form. And uh, what's he, Matty Crops come off four winners at Dolby on the weekend. So the stable firing. And uh, you mentioned heroism early. I think the Longreach Cup may be the only cup he hasn't won out here. But uh, we look forward to the to the weekend. I know you've got everything rolling along well. And uh, it'll be a great weekend, which we'll come back to uh, uh, next week we'll let you get back to continuing that organising uh, thanks again for being on this morning and uh, good luck with the weekend uh, meeting at Longreach thanks Rob, thanks Steve and good morning listeners I reckon someone might have had a dollar a place with Vince on that 101 shot, that's about it Oh, they're the sort that I like looking for, Steve. But Mazzy Whisper at uh, one at Longreach and has taken another five runs. But good on Cheryl Rogers because she yeah. she's going well with the team. When you come to Gympie, you'll see some results there. But I wondered why um, I wondered why Keith and Denise and uh, Dan weren't at Winton on the weekend. Of course, we know the reason why with their Hall of Fame Associate Award. And uh, but some really good racing at Winton. I don't think it's the sort of racing that would lead into too much of the say the Longreach Cup form. Um, but there was a very good win for. Kerry Jerry Crow and Jason Babarovich with Snippy Strategic. Banksy strike, starting to put the pressure on Snippy Strategic, but Snippy Strategic has a, a narrow lead with Capset moving into the race nicely, far, far back in behind them, and then we've got uh, Solar Panel further back and uh, Tower Road, but as they straighten up Snippy Strategic with far, far moving up on the outside, and Capset joining in, Snippy Strategic under the whip he's tried to lead from Barry to Box and he still has a slender lead, far, far driving hard, but Snippy Strategic gets up by three quarters of the length, far, far Capset into third, now Tower Road got going again. He was under pressure. Yeah, $15 chance. You mentioned Jason Babarovich. Jason, I remember when Jason was uh, in Brisbane or at the Gold Coast there. Peter Bowles, and he used to ride a lot for many years ago. But, gee, he's been around a long time. No disrespect. Jason Babarovich and still riding winners. Oh, Barra's doing a great job up in the northwest, and Steve, I'm pretty sure he might have been a Queensland apprentice uh, premiership jockey at one point too, uh, apart from broken legs and that sort of thing, unfortunately, changing career directions. But he mentioned this horse, Snippy Strategic. Once it gets the rails and leads, it's a different sort of horse, and he, he, he rated it perfectly under the 58 and a half, and it had placed three of its last four, and uh, Andrew Watts, who we just had on, and made it, uh, mentioned it over the weekend as a good each-way chance. Well, the each-way odds certainly bobbed up, and Farfar always seems to run well at Winton, getting up with Capset uh, carrying 63 and a half into a good run there. Snippy's likely to go. I haven't checked Mount Isa, but I'm sure he ran third in the Spring Cup there last year. So uh, you might find him popping up in that Spring Cup meeting up there on the uh, weekend for Kerry Crow. I'll, I'll check that as we're going through. Um, but I mentioned Denise Ballard, of course, not being there on the day, but her horse will beat it, bounce back to form after a couple of unplaced Mount Isa runs after three in a row in July. I, I remember calling it in Caulfield. Uh, and it's a wicked style. It got up and defeated the Dead Heaters, full of fire and Flash Fibian. Flash Fibian, probably the run of the race in that to watch out for. And Rick McMahon, of course, on will beat it. Benny Moffat. Got Tank Attack over the line. First win in 37 runs, but it is only the sixth run for the George Tipping Stable where it's placed in its last five. Got up in a three-way photo, basically, over Grandma and Mashani Dude, which had shared the lead throughout. Nixie Boy, David Rewald, still out of the saddle. Scott Giddos came all the way down from Cairns to uh, ride for David, and he got Nixie Boy home. It's been such a consistent horse. Placed its last four, defeated Red Red Rose and Costa Royale.
And probably the horse that I'd follow out of the meeting is Cozzy Can Can, Tony Schofield and Jason Misson. Jason's regularly coming out here. Uh, it was a double, I think, or a winner at Ilfacoma, now a winner at uh, Winton on the weekend. And Cozzy Can Can was just travelling coming into the straight, and Jason said he had them covered 400 metres out, defeated Miss Ziz and Portobello. But just very fitting uh, to see Denise Ballard training. We'll beat it on the day. Uh, when they get the associate induction into the Hall of Fame. And the other meeting, Steve, to wrap it all up, was Gimpy on the weekend. And, of course, this was the Spring Cup, uh, Gimpy Time Spring Cup, Cutis Open Handicap. And the winner there was Maratta for Barry Gill and Alicia Donald. It's an eight-year-old by Equiano. It's had two wins in three placings its last five. And it loves the uh, track as well. Six star- uh, 14 starts, six wins, five minor placings. Defeated DeVillain and Chris Cross, and those horses have been competing against each other recently, and this time it was Maratta that got the win in the Spring Cup by three and a half lengths. Alicia Donnell, a double for the day, had the win on True Tally for Malcolm Bailey, the shooting to win, took the Class B over Dragon Pursuit and Storm Trooper. Uh, and good to see a few experienced jockeys with wins here. Maury Crawford for Cahill, Prince of Diamonds in the Maiden, the Moshe. Uh, then Morgan Butler for Stephen Thomas with Viceman, who also goes well on the track with three wins and four placings from seven starts. And in the benchmark, 55, Chris Meehan for Glenn Richardson with Credenza, uh, who turned the tables on Craig Lee Satina after uh, previously getting beaten. I think it was a Bundaberg. Corball into second, Craig Lee Satina into third. But the Spring Cup was the feature, and Maratta, he does extremely well on the uh, sand surfaces, gets up for Barry Gill and completes the uh, double for Alicia Donald on the day. Stephen, I did I did mention, of course, um, that uh, all of these races, and, and it becomes important with all these TAB meetings in the country, you can see all the replays on uh, the Queensland Racing, Racing Queensland website. If you just go to Racing, Replays, and the non-TAB, you can pick them all up and uh, it gives you a good coverage of what's happening yeah. in the and country. Yeah, I mentioned this on Saturday. It's it's a great service, isn't it? Are you able to do oh, that? Oh, it now? is, and, and I think it opens the eyes to a lot of people yes. where some of these places are. Yeah, and it's not even just about even if you didn't have an interest in the meeting or a horse, even just to see some of these places and the different, you know, well, different I, tracks. I was talking it talking to Tony Clements briefly yesterday and he said after the amateurs there are a number of people up there when they mentioned Barcourt and they said wow there's a grass track out there we didn't know that so well it's the same with me when I two tracks that surprised me was one of them was Stanthorpe many years ago hidden amongst the trees Um, we actually went to a cup meeting there which got washed out some years ago with ambassador travel that was a fantastic track and also Yapoon shocked me some years ago when I went there beautiful grass track hidden away there yeah, Tony McMahon often comments on mm. Yapoon, and you mentioned Ambassador Travel. I was hoping uh, their tour is still continuing out to Longridge. I haven't caught up with any of that. but uh, They are taking they... a group out. Unfortunately, the numbers were reduced because a lot of the people were coming from interstate that they, obviously yeah. can't go now. But they're still taking yeah. a team up there. Trust me, they're going to enjoy it, starting off with the Calcutta on Friday night at the Birdcage Hotel and, uh, of course, the seven-event program. And that's part of a big weekend of racing that Ewan feature starts on Friday with the Country Cups Challenge, Ewan Cup tab meeting, Country Longreach on Saturday with its Country Cups Challenge and Longreach Cup tab meeting. Dawson Jockey Club at Taroom, the Country Cups Challenge, Taroom Cup Day, Ewan with the second part of their two-day weekend 
Gladstone with the Country Stampede Qualifier Race Day, uh, Country Cups Challenge and Spring Cup and Stampede at Mount Isa. And the other dual meeting, the Twin Hills meeting, that is a classic. Mm. If you can ever get to Twin Hills. Is that the grass-fed meeting or something, Twin Hills? I know, it's a, it's a, it's a professional meeting. It's all, okay. uh, it's all uh, well, professional meetings. I remember Manselman dominated that meeting some years ago. John Manselman just about won everything it, there over the two days. Exactly, and he's going to Ewan instead uh, this time, whereas Billy Johnson's headed that way. And look, if you ever want to experience, I know that uh, Peter Rose talked about uh, Ewan up there. Well, it's the same sort of experience at uh, Twin Hills where they have Rodeo and everything around it on the Friday and the races and, of course, the big days of racing. Good nominations across the board, which we'll come back to with the results of next week. But, Steve, if anyone wants to get me those stories, just email me at barkersnews at optusnet.com.au. We've covered a lot of country racing this morning, a lot of ground in Queensland and we'll look forward to being back uh, next week to uh, join you uh, again and good morning to you and the listeners. When's Tony back from holidays? <laughs> He's got another week, Steve. <laughs> Is he fishing again up there somewhere? He'll be up at Longreach this weekend mm. and he does a big job in terms of uh, the Calcutta and emceeing during the day and helping us out and I think he'll even run up the latest odds to me when we're calling the races on Sky on the weekend. Yeah, last time he was on holidays I kept getting these fishing photos. He kept sending through yes, uh, heaps he and heaps of fishing photos. But credit to him, he did bring some in, which was lovely as well. (laughs) Thanks for that, Rob. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, listeners.